Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hey, Anne. You guys, I'm going to be honest with you, we are struggling for topics today. I really wish there was more going on in the celebrity world and a lot less going on in the real world. Yeah. I mean, first things first, I want to acknowledge, I obviously understand we are recording this episode just a few days after the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade was announced in a massive attack on women and reproductive rights. And I guess I just want to start out by saying that for any of you that were feeling anger, sadness, frustration, defeat, whatever it was that you were experiencing this weekend, we were feeling that as well. And I am just so sorry that this is the reality we are living through. Yeah. I mean, I personally don't even know really how to talk about this. It's something that I'm struggling with both on the podcast and really in my own life. And I think I just, it's a really overwhelming sense of just sadness and anger and helplessness. And I imagine that a lot of you are feeling that as well. I I don't really have the words for it, but I think it's something that we're going to have to try and just navigate together. Yeah. I mean, just to speak very transparently, for the last few days, you and I were deciding if we were even going to release an episode this week. That's why this one is coming out on Tuesday instead of Monday. And where we eventually landed, which I'm not even saying is the right decision, but it's kind of the conclusion we came to is that This last weekend, while it felt so kind of mentally taxing, we looked for those forms of escapism. And so I think we figured, okay, if someone can put on this podcast and for 30, 40 minutes, take their mind off of things, then maybe that was worth it. Again, I don't know if that was the right move, but that's what we decided on. So I guess the point I want to make very clear is don't think for one second we are not very aware that in the grand scheme of things, none of the shit we're about to talk about matters because there are major, major issues that we are facing. And I just... It's it's a really terrifying reality, truly. Like you said, I don't know what the right thing is here. I just know that the past couple of days have been incredibly mentally draining. 
And I don't think that the toll that it has taken on all of us mentally can be ignored. So like you said, if this can be some form of an escapism and something to kind of take your minds off of it for a moment, then I think let it be that. I also just want to bring your attention to the description because we're putting in some links that we've found to be helpful resources and maybe could be helpful or educational for you guys as well. All right. So in last Thursday's episode, we gave pretty much the most apathetic response ever to the announcement that Kendall and Devin had apparently broken up. And this week, there are photos of them outside of Soho House in Malibu. So maybe they're back on. So get ready for an even more apathetic response to a possible rekindling. (laughs) I just don't know what to say. I logically understand that this is headline news. It's Kendall Jenner, one of the most famous people slash supermodels in the world. Devin Booker, one of the most respected athletes at the moment. But, and I said this on the Kardashian episode last week, because Kendall makes such an effort to keep her dating life so private, I naturally feel less engaged or less enthusiastic about what's going on because I never really understood what was going on. So I don't even have a gut reaction about what's happening here. What do you think? I mean... (laughs) I, honestly, I saw page six had posted a collage and it was like, here are our predictions of who we think Kendall Jenner will date next. And I was like, that's a far more interesting conversation to me than trying to figure out whether or not her and Devin Booker are back together or fully broken up or if they'll ever get back together. Let me ask you something, which I know is a ridiculous conversation. And I actually strongly dislike when people do this. And then this is exactly what we do, right? Like when someone breaks up with someone immediately thinking who would be their next person, I think it's just a fun game to play hypothetically speaking, they are broken up. And also hypothetically speaking, she's looking for another relationship three months down the line. Who do you think? You want to throw out some names? I mean, I don't know. It's a good question. Like I'm looking at this page six one right now and it has, it has a couple of people. Like it has Drake, which is a conversation obviously worth having, but that would never happen. I don't think there's Tyler Cameron on the list. I feel like we as the public have strayed a little far from our Tyler Cameron obsession, and I would actually like to bring that back to focus. I see Dylan O'Brien there, which would like be awful for me personally. I don't know. You know, Michael B. Jordan single now. Well, what I was going to say, which is a blast from the past, and I'm not saying it's something that could happen, but I always liked the Blake Griffin era. I did too. I liked them together. Think about it. We're going to Kim's SNL after party at Zero Bond and obviously Blake Griffin was there. I actually don't even think Kendall was there. But hypothetically speaking, let's say both Pete and Kendall were there. That is a corner table that I could see having a lot of fun. Pete, Kim, Kendall, and Blake Griffin. You know what made me miss Kendall and Blake Griffin together? Hmm. The roast of Caitlyn Jenner. True. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. 
And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. There is no part of me that thinks this is going to happen or should happen, but in the spirit of Kim and Pete, I kind of have this attitude of like, who the fuck knows? If we go back to 2015 for a second, the Kendall Harry Styles era, I'm not even saying it was a good era or a bad era, but it was certainly an era. Them on the yacht, you remember those exact paparazzi photos I'm talking about when she's walking up the ladder and he's pulling on her ankle? And if that were to happen, that would rock the pop culture world. That was that was pop culture history right there. That was a fucking point in time. And let's not forget, by the way, when they were both on Corden, when Harry took over hosting and they were literally talking about their relationship. And remember, Kendall had had that sign that she had to make. And it was almost, I think it was like a partnership with Sharpie. And it was something about One Direction, like being a One Direction fan. And she was like, no, I I didn't really know One Direction before then. And he was like, you were a fucking groupie. And like the dynamic between the two of them, I've always thought about that. I don't think they'll ever get back together. I really like them as friends, but I've always thought about the dynamic specifically from that Corden episode. Well, can I tell you why? Why? It's because I've always felt that that one particular interview when Harry was guest hosting was kind of the most dynamic or free-spirited and carefree that we've seen Kendall. And so no part of me thinks they're going to get back together, thinks that they should get back together. I genuinely believe that ship has entirely sailed and it's out of the realm of possibility. But I do sometimes fall back on it because I just loved their energy. It was kind of contagious and you could feel the sexual chemistry. Well, first of all, never say never. Much, much crazier things have happened than Kendall Jenner and Harry Styles, possibly the two most attractive people that have ever walked this planet getting back together. Like things have been far crazier. My question is, while we're on the topic though, and this is something that we have, I honestly don't think that we've had this discussion yet. And maybe it's because (laughs) we're scared that if we say the words like, oh, maybe Maybe Olivia and Harry will get married, that we'll have to like get protective services outside of our home to protect us at night. But like, what do you think? (laughs) I don't see it. Is that terrible? I I just, I think that this relationship is serving them both a very legitimate purpose right now. I really do. I think it's healthy and good. And I think for both of their sakes, it's working. But I do not foresee this being a long-term thing. 
I don't know. See, I don't see it because I don't see them together, but I've I know people who have seen them together, together interacting, and they say it very, very, very much seems like they're in it for the long haul. I mean, listen, I have been wrong before. I was the one that scoffed at the idea of Kim and Pete, so it is absolutely possible. I think the difference is that I actually do see them together. I feel like I've now gotten to the point where I really do get it. I just think it's more the type of thing where they're going to look back on this relationship and be like, wow, that was so what I needed for the time. And I think they're both at very transformative times in their life. For Olivia, she just got out of this relationship with the person I think she anticipated being with for the rest of her life. For Harry, this is a very pivotal time in his career. So clearly they're serving a purpose with one another. I think the chemistry is real. I think the feelings are real, all of that. But I don't know. I just don't see them in it for the long haul. Again, I could be wrong. Do you think that it's age that's playing a factor in terms of kind of the same conversation that we have about Kim and Pete, which is like, does the relationship come to a halt when it comes time to have the conversation about, do you want to have more kids? Very legitimate question. I haven't thought about it through that lens. Like to be honest with you, that's not the reason that I've envisioned it coming to an end. It wasn't because of of a difference in like stages of life necessarily. But it it's a legitimate factor to consider, assuming that one, that's something that Harry wants, and two, assuming that that's not something that Olivia would want. Why do you say that you could never see Kendall and Harry getting back together? I could see it. <laughs> you want like my most honest answer? Yeah, of course. This is one of those takes that has absolutely nothing to back it up. Like it is really just a feeling. And if you asked me to defend it, I couldn't. It is not a hill that I'm trying to die on. But my initial reaction to what you just asked is like, in the last year or so, I feel like we've gotten to know Harry's personality a little bit better through some of these videos that have gone viral of him on stage, which is a ridiculous thing to say because a person's stage presence, I'm sure, is very different to how they are behind closed doors. But we've seen that. And then at the same time, we've gotten to know Kendall a little better through the Kardashians. And like we were saying last week, I don't even think that that's necessarily her truest self, not for a lack of authenticity, just because I don't think being in front of the camera is necessarily where she thrives or where she wants to thrive. But those two versions that we've seen of them, him on stage and her on the show, which again, I'm sure are not their most intimate self in the slightest, but just from where we sit as like the quote public, I don't see how those two people could be in a longstanding relationship, which clearly they were in a relationship. So on some level, they must vibe. I guess I'm just struggling seeing it. I feel like <laughs> I've gotten a very strange education in Harry, mainly because I didn't seek it out. I'm not mad at it, but I just didn't like seek out learning as much about the evolution of Harry Styles as I have via TikTok. And by that, I mean like when Harry and Kendall were together, like from what I understand, Harry was really in his long haired phase, which is what the Harry stands consider like his frat boy phase, which if that is the case, and that was like the persona of Harry at the time, that to me makes sense with Kendall, but current Harry wouldn't make sense with current Kendall to me. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that you just referenced long-haired Harry as like a, an era of his personality, which I'm sure is very accurate. I just, that was really like the Harry Styles Stan TikTok coming out of you. That was crazy to, to hear. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of them. Like there's a lot of different phases of Harry as it turns out. No, I know we've like briefly spoken about how we sometimes go down that rabbit hole on TikTok because if you want to go down it, you can. I mean, the information is there. And you know what? My conclusion in all of this is like, to me, dating Harry may be the highest risk, highest reward scenario I could possibly think of. I, I'm, I'm confused as to the risk. 
you're confused as to the risk. Because let mm-hmm. me tell you something. I understand what you're saying, but when I explain to you the risk, you're the first person that's going to say, okay, maybe it's not worth oh, it. Oh, the stands. You the think stands. you can handle Harry's stands? No. Oh, oh. In that regard, no, no, no. Are you fucking kidding me? That's honest to God. I know they say this a lot. I think that could be my worst nightmare. Like dating a man that has such a rabid fan base to the point where every single thing you do, no matter how positive or negative, is literally ripped to shreds. That's a terrifying reality. I mean, that's the Haley Bieber treatment. And I think that it is a million times more with Harry from what I've observed. What he's been able to do with his fans is truly one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. And he's not the only person to have done it. There's plenty of people. But the connection that Harry has with his fans is unbelievable. It's so impressive to me that he's been able to really build this community of people that feel like they know him and may actually know him and that then uh, transfers into a real protectiveness over him it then gets taken to another level. And so to be the person he's dating with an entire group of stands, maybe the most rabid in the entire industry, feeling that sense of ownership and protection, I can't think of anything more terrifying. Terrifying is not an exaggeration. To me, that's a really terrifying spot to be in. And I think specifically to do it as a non-celebrity, like as just your average woman who happens to be behind the scenes and meets him some other way, I think that would be a really another level of scary. Because at least as a celebrity, you have some familiarity with a microscope and your every move being watched. To come in as a, quote, normal person, that's some next level shit. I mean, and I guess that's bringing it back. I guess that's where I stand on the whole Olivia Harry conversation, because to put yourself through that, I mean, marriage aside, by the way, But to put yourself through the Harry fandom and be that person, especially when they're not fully on your side, it's not like a Kendall where it's like, oh, I just hate you because like you're dating Harry. Like people have issues with the way their relationship started and a a whole plethora of things that we don't have to get into. But that's where I stand, I think, with Harry and Olivia, where it's like, you must really love him if this is worth it for you to be going through. Okay. The thing that you have to remember, and I know for you and I, it's impossible to wrap our heads around because the whole thought of it is just terrifying. But if you're Olivia Wilde, you already are very famous. You're already used to a lot of public attention and scrutiny. And again, not the type of attention you get when dating Harry Styles, but still, I mean, she is very much a celebrity and was also with another very famous person. Granted, it was a pretty private relationship, but still. I think that factor and then also being a little bit older and maybe, quote, caring less, I genuinely feel like those two things are factors that greatly contribute to having a much higher tolerance to the fan base. I think you get to a certain point at a certain age and with a certain level of fame where it's like, fuck it. I got to do what makes me happy. Yeah. I mean, I I would hope so for for Olivia because otherwise it's it's not worth it. Like if you can't say to yourself like, fuck it, I just have to put myself first. Then like, what is all of this for? But I guess that's my whole thought process is like, she must see a real future as well to be put through this. I think even if you have the thickest skin in the entire world or you know what, you're just old enough that you can handle it. It's going to get to you or, or affect you on some level. Like it really has to be worth it to put yourself through that. Okay. Yes. A thousand percent to everything you said, but I think that you started that by saying, you know, it must be worth it to her on some level because she thinks that there's a future. 
I think if you were asking her right now, she would say that it would be worth it regardless of whether or not there's a future. I genuinely feel like for this phase in her life, she breaks up with Jason Sudeikis after however many years having multiple kids with him. And she's in a phase where she just wants to explore and kind of live this tour life. You know, what a once in a lifetime experience to be dating Harry Styles. Like that is a moment in time, especially in this era of his career. So I think it would be worth it for her, even if there is no future, because I think she'll look back on this time and a way where it's very, very empowering. And that's not really a comment on him necessarily as much as it is what this time is bringing out in her. Like, by the way, what a ridiculous psychoanalysis for two people we have never met like, and know nothing about personally. But that's just my read of the whole thing. And it could be totally off. That's just how I feel. But that's where the conversation also gets interesting. And I'm not saying this because I have any reason or fact to believe it or this is 100% the case. I don't know if it is still to this day. I don't think any of us know for sure. But in your analysis of it, it's her and Jason broke up and then came Harry. And in a lot of people's analysis of it, it was first came Harry, then came breakup. Right, of course, which changes things. And by the way, I think I just said that because I was explaining it. I'm not sold on that. I, I absolutely think there is a very legitimate possibility where the time frame was a little bit closer than we had initially thought. I don't really know where I stand on that. It's just not the craziest thing to me. I mean, I guess my real answer to that is that there's no way if everything was status quo and 100% perfect that Harry Styles comes in and shit gets flipped on its head. Clearly, there had been feelings, assuming that there was some overlap. Although if somebody is going to do that to a perfectly fine marriage, it would be Harry Styles. Like, I truly believe that Harry Styles could break my grandparents up tomorrow. They've been married for 65 years. They've been dating <laughs> since they were in fifth grade. But if Harry Styles walked into their apartment, I can't imagine my Nana not being like, okay, well, we had a good run. <laughs> I was about to say, Nana's going to say no. <laughs> and no, then she's going to call not? you, Julie, this adorable fella. <laughs> You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, here I am, you know, unless there were some issues at home, nothing would have happened. Me, like, I could be married with two kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to change things a little. It makes you reevaluate for a second. We're only human. Like, Harry Styles could probably break up Barack and Michelle Obama. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of power. I, oh, you know, what do I always say to Julie? A few years ago is when I finally got it and it all clicked for me and I've never gone back. No, you can never go back. But you remember, there was a while there where I did not get it. There was a solid two years where you and Isabel were really, you know, kind of fawning over him. And I was like, I see this for you guys, but I'm missing it. And then it hit me. It was the Rolling Stone shoot that came out. <sighs> yeah, fuck me up. Well, wow. we're happy to have you. I mean, Isabel started out way earlier. I was, <laughs> never a one, I was never a One Direction girl, and I won't expose Isabel for the extent to which she was. No, 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 we can't, we can't, we can't. Yeah. Well, that was... Not, by the way, none of what we just talked about was on this initial outline, and that's my favorite kind of conversations. Love a fucking tangent. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so... I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. 
a little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to dot com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's dot com promo code CELEBS. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Okay, for this next story, I just need you guys to stick with us for a second because I know there are some of you that are very invested. You're all in, you're like us. And then there are some of you that are like, why should we care even remotely about the potential romance of two 18-year-olds, partially a nepotism baby, partially a TikTok star? I know it may feel all out, especially for some of our older listeners, but I'm telling you guys, this is very of the moment and it does have a larger pop culture connection. So just stick with us while we discuss it. And I hope at the end you will end up caring. Or if not, maybe you'll just be a little bit more educated when your kids are talking about this at dinner. Do you agree, Julie? That's a great point. (laughs) It's important without sounding ridiculous. I don't know how to say this feels important for this rising genre of pop culture. You're right. It's the rising genre of pop culture. And I'm not going to pretend for one second that I don't care. I'm fully invested. So please, without further ado, can we get it to Landon Barker? (laughs) And Charlie D'Amelio. And Charlie D'Amelio. Okay. Two key players here. Number one is Charlie D'Amelio, who rose to fame in the last few years on TikTok. She is a viral TikTok sensation and has now really made her way into mainstream celebrity. Second is Landon Barker, the 18-year-old son of Travis Barker and Shanna Mogler. Landon has also been recently following in Travis's footsteps, getting into music, and actually just had a song come out with MGK on his most recent album. The third key player here is a kid by the name of Chase Hudson, also known as Little Huddy. You may hear me using those two names interchangeably. He's another TikTok sensation who's recently gone into music, and him and Charlie dated for a while. They officially broke up around April 2020, but it seems like they've kind of been on and off. Now, this is where it gets very interesting. They're all part of a larger friend group, kind of these young LA celebrities, but Landon and Chase are very close. Close enough that Chase was actually at Courtney and Travis's Italy wedding. So clearly he is good enough friends with Landon that he was one of his plus ones to the wedding. Now, in the last few weeks, there have been rumors that Charlie and Landon Barker are dating, which would be a wild fucking plot twist because they're all very close friends. I personally didn't even know that Chase and Charlie had fully stopped being together. And also, Chase and Landon are very close. 
After this news initially breaks, Chase had deleted one of the photos of him and Landon from his grid. I know we're getting so fucking granular here. Just just stick with me. And now there was some footage of Charlie and Landon at one of his shows. So I don't know exactly what the deal is here, but it feels like there is a very good possibility that Charlie D'Amelio, the reigning queen of TikTok, is having a budding relationship with Landon Barker, Travis Barker's son and Courtney's now stepson. I live for this shit. I live for it. And I have to say that the relationship between Lil Huddy and Charlie cannot be downplayed. Like they were the Justin and Selena of TikTok. That relationship at the time was all we spoke about on TikTok. It was everyone's feed. Like to watch Charlie grow up and blossom and date one of Lil Huddy's friends now. Oh my God. What a trajectory. Right. It's like one of those things where if you weren't there for the beginning, you can't understand why this feels so wild. But you have to remember that for Charlie, she was just your average, what, 15, 16-year-old girl that blew up on TikTok, literally blew up. It was overnight success. It was hundreds of millions of followers just over the course of a few months. And I think that her friendship with Chase was something that she held really close to her heart because they were in it together. They were on the come up together. So this whole thing is is wild. I mean, listen, let me tell you something though. If you're Charlie, this is like the ideal person to kind of date. I think so. I mean, and she clearly has a type, I will say. Also, I just had a moment of like a realization of when Charlie first was on TikTok, she was just like this 15-year-old kid. Now she's 18 and dating Landon Barker. I thought, I like, I didn't realize time had moved in that way. Well, Julie, the first time we ever spoke about it, TikTok ever, is when you were on it before me. You were explaining to me who Charlie was, and we were in studio. So that was pre-COVID. I mean, we haven't been in a studio for almost three years now. I think that I discovered TikTok on what, my 22nd birthday? Holy fuck. That is crazy. Wait, no. That is crazy. Is that right? I, I don't know, but I just had a moment. What are you, you're 25 now or 26? You're 25. 25 turning 26. So you were probably like 23. 22, 23. I can't. We can't. I can't. We can't. Wow. We've really been at this for a while, huh? <laughs> we're so old. Yeah, this is fucking – wow. You ever seen someone have a panic attack live on podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah, my mind just started going. I mean, I don't know. I, I for one, am fascinated in this because you want to know what this eventually leads to. If all things go as planned, we're going to get the whole D'Amelio family at the Kardashian Christmas. This is where this leads to if if we continue in this direction, just so you know. One could only hope. I feel like they sat down one day and they were like, okay, what are our goals? And that was one of them. And by the way, as it should have been, that is a perfect goal. Can I tell you, though, all jokes aside, I just want you to consider it for one second from the perspective of Kris Jenner. And I know this is a ridiculous way to look at it because there are two 18-year-old kids that are in a relationship. I don't know if Chris is actively managing Alabama, Atiana, and Landon. I don't know if that's something she's currently doing, if it's something she's going to want to do, if that's even a thing that she would take on. But regardless, naturally, she has a business sense and she is thinking, I'm sure, about the trajectory of their careers now that they're in this next phase of their life when it really could be a very lucrative career of influencing and being a celebrity in their own right. If I am Kris Jenner, I am thinking about this relationship from the business perspective that together, their selling power is insane. Like 
Charlie is so famous for this generation and is so influential that, I mean, I'm sure Chris is saying to Travis, like, wow, your son really knows what he's doing. You know, I, I know we just spent five minutes talking about how good this is for Charlie, but this is a really good move for Landon as well. Here's the funny thing when you really think about like the Kardashian Jenner empire. And you're 100% right about Landon and Alabama and Atiana specifically. Landon and Alabama more because of their age. There is a gap in the Kardashians, right? So you have Courtney to Chloe, which covers a certain age group. Then you have Kylie and Kendall, which covers the next age group. Okay. Then you got a big gap. And it's going to be a little while before North and Penelope are able to come on the scene. And they will come on the scene in a major way, no doubt there. But what Landon and Alabama do is that they fill that gap until the next generation is able to come up. And so really, it is 100% logical and feasible for Chris to be looking at Landon and Alabama as part of the family now, which they very much are, and saying like, okay, you're in. It's time to it's time to really make you a part of this empire because you fill a very specific need that like we can't on our own. <laughs> right. Like here's this baton and fucking run with it because you got a few years till North can be selling her shit. It's it is crazy to think about it in those terms. And like there's a part of me that hates doing this because not everything needs to be a business, but for the Kardashians on some level it is and it does. And I am sure that on some level, even if it has not been put into practice, that thought has crossed Chris's mind. I think so too. <laughs> For sure. How did we get here? I could always get here. I, I could mean, always give me get here. A, name any single word, not even a topic, any single word, and I will bring it back to connecting it to this conversation. Yeah, me too. And it's, by the way, it's my greatest joy. There's nothing I'd rather do. Greatest joy, it's my greatest talent. If there was an Olympic event for it, I would I wouldn't even need to try out. I would be being recruited right now. <laughs> I know you would. Wait, can I ask you something completely separate for a second? Sure. So Chloe was on Hot Ones. Did you watch? Yes, I did. I'm sure most people are familiar, but for anyone who doesn't know what Hot Ones is, it's this YouTube show hosted by Sean Evans, where basically he has celebrities come on and he's interviewing them. However, while he's interviewing them, they're eating chicken wings that are getting progressively more spicier by very, very hot hot sauce. So Chloe did it. Nothing to write home about in terms of the information we got, but I need to know if you felt this way or anybody else that watched it felt this way. I think that this is one of the kind of like flirtiest we've seen Chloe be. And do not get me wrong, no part of me thinks that she's trying to with Sean Evans or that that's happening. But to me, it was like almost a new era of her personality where even throughout it, she acknowledged the anxiety she had around interviews. And I mean, obviously she was literally suffering through the spices, but she just had this general like lighthearted flirtation to her that I loved seeing because that made me hopeful that she, you know she's going down this path. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't even that I was hopeful that she was going down that path. I felt like she was – I felt like we were actively watching her in it. Like she had all of this flirtatious energy that's like newly a part of her personality. And by the way, that's nothing that's new. Like Chloe is a naturally flirty person as we've seen over the years. But maybe that was a little bit more suppressed and you're seeing that finally able to come out. That's more of what it was. It was like she has – like flirty energy that is now like at the forefront of her personality again. Right. That's exactly what it is. She's had it in her. I just feel that her light was a little bit dimmed. And I guess my point is that watching her on Hot Ones, ironically, while she was like literally suffering through (laughs) 
very hot peppers, I felt like that was starting to come out again. And it just felt really fun to watch because that's all I want for her. Me too. Like my worst nightmare is that Tristan and the asshole that he is. Are you laughing at worst nightmare? It is. It's up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It, by the way, not dramatic. Up there with not one of dramatic. My worst Funny, not but dra- not dramatic. <laughs> that Tristan and the asshole that he is had any part in like quote permanently dimming that for her. I don't want that to ever be the case, and I don't believe that it is. But to watch this felt hopeful that it's not. That's all. I completely, completely agree. And it is, by the way, like. It's nice just to see certain personality, like, I don't want to say changes because they're not changes. It's like reinvigoration of personality, and that's clearly what you're starting to see here. And it's a really nice thing to be able to see. It's a very nice thing to be able to see, and I'm sure that she feels it as well. Wait, by the way. Oh, no, you go, you go. No, you please. Really, mine is not important. Please, please proceed. (laughs) Okay, proceed. The thing that I was going to say is, while we're on the topic of Chloe, bringing up the fact that it's her birthday, do you ever like have one person that you follow on Instagram where when it's their birthday, every single – like your feed is filled with them and you're like, wow, that person, like their friends fucking love them. That's how I felt about Chloe today. And you want to know something? Not only did I feel that way, I was also like, as they should. I almost threw up a story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you something honestly? Chloe is one of those people where – I wish that we were on the level where I could write her like a beautiful birthday note because I feel like I have so much that I could say. Like, I feel like the card would be impactful even though she wouldn't know who it's from. I I, I know how you write birthday cards, so so it would 100% be impactful. The issue is that it might be too impactful and then we would have to explain like, no, you don't understand. Like she's like kind of famous for a birthday text. Like it's always like an expandable text. Like it's a thing. Don't worry. Like, yes, like it's a really nice text, but like you're not alone in getting it, but it is a special one for you. But like she definitely sends like these to her friends also. It's like a whole thing. Like it's, It would be very difficult to explain that like you weren't just like writing the nicest thing she's ever read in her entire life to only her. Oh my God, that is funny. <laughs> We've gone off the deep end, Julie. We always end up somewhere close to it, at least. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. 
Wait, one other thing that I wanted to mention, because obviously last week we spent a decent amount of time talking about the road launch and kind of the perceived initial success of it. So a few days after the launch, it comes out that Haley and Rode are actually being sued for copyright infringement by a company also called Rode. They're a clothing brand, and they put out this whole statement basically saying that it's causing a lot of marketplace confusion. You know, These are two friends. Nine years ago, they quit their job to start this company. And they also mentioned that four years ago or so, Haley had come to them to try to buy the name. They declined. And so she and Rode are being sued. I have no idea what the outcome is going to be, but I obviously wanted to mention that because we spent a decent amount of time talking about it last week. I have no idea what's going to happen here. And as far as I'm concerned, she hasn't responded to anything yet, which is really interesting. But I am very curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I'm so not knowledgeable enough in terms of the legalities of it to have a good enough understanding about what the outcome may be. Because in my mind, I guess my initial thought was like, how was it kosher for her to start this in the first place? So if anybody has interesting advice from a legal perspective that we don't have, I'd love to hear it. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see what ends up happening. I think what my understanding of it is, and I could be wrong, is that when you trademark a name, you obviously then trademark it as certain things. So Rode, the clothing brand, is trademarked as a clothing brand. It may not necessarily have the trademark for skin and beauty. And my guess is that Haley was able to trademark it as skin and beauty before they were able to get the name trademarked as such. That would That's my guess as to what the loophole is there. Right. It's obviously by category, and I'm sure that it's more expensive the more categories you have. I don't know how it works, but it will be interesting to see the way it plays out. I mean, listen, it wouldn't be the first time a major rebrand. Remember Kimono, which was a marketing disaster? Oh, of course. I mean, the thing with Road that I will say is that in the clothing brand road, their statement, they had said that Haley had reached out to them and tried to buy the name and they declined. My guess is that Haley took a very calculated risk here in terms of continuing with the name road for the skincare brand. My guess is that if they went forward with this, they probably felt like whatever lawsuit that would come as a result would probably not stick. That's just my guess on it. Right. And I guess there's kind of two sides to it. Like one is the legality and how this would actually turn out in court. And then the second, aside from anything else, is the uh, awareness and the perception of it all. Because just objectively speaking, it's not a good look given that this is a small business. Right. So I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have to see. But just wanted to mention that little update. What are we missing other than Ben Affleck's 10-year-old kid getting into a little fender bender in the Lamborghini dealership? Like, so that, sounds like, that sounds like a fake story. You know what I mean? Like that sounded like – I'm trying to think of what – like to compare that to. Like it sounded like something that like London Tipton said in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody where she was like, well, I remember when I was a Ben Affleck's 10-year-old when we were at the Lamborghini dealership and he got into a fender bender. Right. And then you see the photos and you're like, oh, shit. Like it just sounded like so made up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But it's actually not. I think that was it. There was nothing else that we wanted to mention. Like I said – it was kind of a slow week in terms of the world of celebrity news, but somehow, if there's a tangent, we're going to have it. Uh, amen. <laughs> okay. Well, we love you guys so much. Thank you, as always, for listening. We'll be back later this week for Kardashians and for Bravo. And by the way, I misspoke on the Bravo episode. It's not this week that I'm going to have a different co-host. It's next week when Isabel is away. So if you have any 
recommendations, suggestions, co-hosts that you would love me to have for the Bravo episode, please DM them to us and I can reach out to a few different people and see who is available. So thank you guys for listening. We love you. And again, please check the link in the description for some resources that we found helpful and hopefully you could as well. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like Generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.